Hi. Hello. How are you? I'm good. I'm drinking. Yeah. You're drinking? Are you excited? Yeah, here, wait. Oh Ooh. my. Should I like slosh around <laughs> my water a little bit? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. some ASMR been... in this bitch. Yeah, that's what everyone wants to know. You're drinking mm-hmm. a little gin and tonic. A little gin and tea. It's Friday night. A little water because I just got came in from laying out by the pool. I'm starting to get a little tan, if I may Ooh. say so myself, which is a lot, which is a bit of a stretch because <laughs> I don't tan all that much. But we don't need it's to It's been co- a slow go- process, you know? I mean, it's been two months of summer. You're building up a base tan. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm basically getting to the point where I'm as tan as I am when I go to get a spray tan, meaning that mm-hmm. when I go to get a spray tan, I say I want the basic, like the level. <laughs> I think it's like clear one yeah. is the color that I get. And they're always like, oh. And I'm like, yep, nope, that's it. I just want to look like I've stepped out into this <laughs> at least once. Yeah. Um, I mean, we're both starting from very white. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, come on. Like, I just, you know, we have to keep our skin nice and not yeah. wrinkly. And no. But a little sun kissed is nice. But we don't need to go too far into that because <laughs> we have a big day. We have a packed done- schedule. The pack schedule, you've done a ton of prep. I have so much so, material. <laughs> so much material. So should we just like go on? And Let's get, get right into it. into it. We're starting with Emmy nominations. They came which out on good. Tuesday. Yeah, which is good because I, you texted me and you were like, are you watching? And I said, no, I'm not. And so I've only looked at like a couple things. So I don't know too much as to what got what. Okay. Um, so if you want to go for it. Yep. This is a third out. of the podcast. So I'm going to keep it pretty vague on some of the topics. But I okay. figure we kind of start at the bottom of like the, you know, interesting topics and kind of build up. So okay. the first kind of thing is variety sketch series. So. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of the ones in this are like Drunk History, uh, Sarah Silverman Show, At Home with Amy, Amy Sedaris. Sarah Silverman still has a show? She does. I Love You, America with Sarah Silverman. Oh, I think, it's, I think on, it's on, like, on Netflix. Netflix. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, SNL. And then the one that I'm rooting for in every category, obviously documentary now. <laughs> I was going to say that that has to be in there. Has there, since SNL has started, and I know you probably don't know the answer to it, has there been a year where it's never been nominated? I guess I don't know the answer. <laughs> yeah, well, we'll check back up, but I feel like that category must be like tailor-made mm-hmm. for SNL. I guess early Maybe 80s were kind of a weird time for SNL, Yeah. but um, okay. you know, you never know. Yeah, okay. Um, the one thing that is funny is, uh, in the episodes where they, like in the categories where they specify an episode, so outstanding directing for variety series is per episode. And for documentary now, they went with waiting for the artists, which is the Kate Blanchett one. But I obviously wanted the Sondheim one. Like that Sondheim one just speaks to my soul in a way I can't explain. Yeah. That's yeah. You've talked about it on here and I still have not watched documentary now, (laughs) but maybe this weekend. Yeah. You know, you never know. So Bill Hader, Bill Hader has been involved in them, right? Oh yeah, he's like very involved. Yeah, that's Seth, what... Bill, Fred. I mean, it's but uh, Maybe... the documentary now is John Mulaney has a very John Mulaney plays like Stephen Sondheim essentially, and he says the most buck wild things, and it's pretty niche to theater kids, which will come back later in the episode. Oh <laughs> Jesus Christ! It's really exciting. 
All right. Moving okay. on. Moving on. Variety talk show. So I think what's interesting here is that NBC got shut out. No Fallon, no Seth. Really? So it's Samantha B, Kimmel, John Oliver, Trevor Noah, Corden, and Colbert. Strange. No Busy Phillips. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I was just going to say, yeah, whatever you said. Obviously, I disagree. Um, <laughs> but what's funny is for um, no, outstanding... No, I didn't think Busy Phillips <laughs> should be nominated. It was just like she got nominated for like a People's Choice the day after a show got canceled. And then they started like a whole like four-year consideration. I was just like, your show got canceled because it wasn't good. Okay. I mean, if Seth Meyers choice, didn't get nominated, anywho, like Busy Phillips isn't going to get nominated. I would, yeah, I I would not court it out of there it. in a goddamn sec. Um, yeah. Also, I don't watch The Daily Show, but I do like Trevor Noah, so I assume that's good. Um, but Trevor what's interesting Noah. is for Outstanding Wait. Writing, Seth uh-huh. is nominated. Oh. So there's only four, like, so Documentary Now and SNL are nominated, and then Samantha B, Oliver, Seth Myers, and Colbert are nominated for that one, which is interesting. So I just oh. have one thing to interject about Trevor Noah. Hop in. Um, this is totally unrelated, but I'll see on Instagram him liking pictures of like Sophia Richie's and it's like her in a bikini and I'm like, this seems strange. That is weird. <laughs> I'm like, that, you know, the Instagram like, algorithm, like you really can't be shady like that anymore. <laughs> I know. And I'm, I'm just like, maybe like he's friends with Lionel. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It just seems, it just like, it seems like that's not his brand to be liking, like essentially an Instagram model's photo but like I don't know his life I mean it is like a dynasty (laughs) yeah but okay okay um so next our limited series which I definitely have not done as much research as other people have um, when They See Us got a ton of nominations Chernobyl got a ton of nominations oh I haven't seen When They See Us yet which is strange because that seems very your shit yeah Yeah, I was looking forward to that and they've kind of like they kind of like came out and i don't feel like hbo it was hbo right yep i don't know like it's on pushed, netflix it's netflix okay yeah. i don't feel like the netflix promoted it that much but your man joshua jackson's in it hello hey so the big ones here are uh escape at danamora which i haven't seen fossey verdon which no. i've seen parts of yeah. chernobyl when they see us true detective a very english scandal and then some of the act the Emmys is, like, so off-kilter with everything else because, like, I remember when I saw the nominations and a very English scandal was getting them. I was like, did we not already do this? And it was because they've gotten Golden Globes. It's the Golden Globes throws me off. And we will co- come back to the difference of the Globes later on when we get to the Richard Madden segment of this portion. Oh, God. So, okay. um, I mean, limited series, I feel like, you know... I mean, I'm hoping it's Jared Harris for Chernobyl, I guess, just because he's gotten a lot of good, you know, buzz. You hang yourself so many times, you know. Yeah, I feel like Chernobyl, I feel like he'll get it for a lead actor, and then I feel like when they see us, we'll probably win the overall. Uh, but what do I know? Or, like, Escape. I feel like escape. that. People he'll... did like Escape, but that's, like, I think it does matter. I think it does kind of matter how things age because oh i forgot to mention like sharp objects is in this category too and like that was a full year ago (laughs) like that seems like such a long time ago seems like almost an eternity yeah i mean don't get me wrong amy adams you know i love that performance but i 
it, I forget that it was that long ago. And it has our new fourth Chris, because like, we are collectively <laughs> getting Messina. rid of. Pratt has been thrown out. <laughs> Pratt with his like. Don't tread on fashion me Fashion choices. <laughs> <laughs> He's cut out. Mm-hmm. All right. All right, we're moving on to all of the comedy categories, which is where I'm actually the most excited about. Comedy yeah, this year is, is fucking dope. And I'm, like, actually up to date. I'm almost never up to date on <laughs> the Emmys because there's so, many t- there's so much TV. But so what I think is fun is for writing, Pen15 got a nomination. And, like, yeah, Has that's that so been fun. confirmed for a second season? I don't know. I should know, I but I don't. I think it has. But I'm I'm just, like, I think how exciting it is for, like, them to get enough traction for that one episode. Like, you know, just to, like, have enough to get that nomination. That's so nice. Yeah. Um, Wait, it was for a specific episode it got Yeah, it's for Anna Ishii-Peters. I don't know which one it is. But maybe the first. Um, The first episode of Fleabag is the one in that category. And Barry, Ronnie, Lily. And then two Russian Doll episodes and a good place. Yeah, that's a that's a good category. So yeah. who are you pushing for? Fleabag. Fleabag episode one writing. Are you kidding me? The dinner table scene? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Just the no, cold I mean, open with this is a romance or this is a love story. I'd give it to her for that alone. Oh I want God. Fleabag to win anywhere it can. <laughs> okay, but even over Barry. Interesting. Even, well, because I want Bill to win the, uh, win his category, you know? So that's okay. I gotcha. Okay. Um, so... Um, I mean, a lot of the stuff is kind of the same stuff. So Barry, Ronnie, Lily, and episode one of Fleabag are in directing as well. I'm starting to guess actors of the comedy series. So I feel like it's worth mentioning, like, every woman who's ever been in Fleabag was nominated for an Emmy. <laughs> yes. It's actually incredible. Yeah. So in Outstanding Guest Actress, we have Fiona Shaw, who plays the therapist for, like, full-on five minutes. Chris and mm-hmm. Scott Thomas, who has, like, a really good monologue, and I actually would be happy if she won. Um... And then, obviously, Phoebe Waller-Bridge. And um, what's her name? Sean. Sorry, I'm not Claire. Like, yeah. Um, Claire was nominated I as well. And her. Olivia Coleman, who's, like, doing the EGOT push. And if she doesn't win this year, she'll probably win for the freaking crown next. Yeah. So who are you pulling for most from the, fe- or from the Fleabag cast? I'm assuming I mean, Phoebe. Phoebe. I'm Claire. Phoebe for the name, just because it's so exciting for Phoebe to win, you know, Um, because I just want her to get on stage. (laughs) Um, Claire, I think, is really underrated in that show. Like, I think she has such a great energy, and especially in season two is so good. So I'd want it to be her over Olivia Coleman, even though Olivia Coleman is like so wild. But I think Claire's doing more, you know. Well, yeah, because Claire is always, like, she's, like, so tense. She looks like she's just about to burst at any minute's notice. <laughs> then she'll, like, do, like, an awkward laugh. to be like, no, 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 I'm fine, I'm fine. It's like that didn't comfort anyone. <laughs> I love her. I love her hair, the hair yeah. thing. I I think she's so great. Yeah, but, so I mean, comedy lead comedy actress, Christina Applegate from Dead to Me, I haven't seen. But, I mean, I the rest of this category, 
Phoebe Waller-Bridge, Catherine O'Hara, Natasha Leone for Russian Doll, Rachel Brosnahan from Marvelous Miss Maisel, and Julia Louis-Dreyfus from Veep. Like, it's an honor just to lose to Julia Louis-Dreyfus, which is absolutely what's going to happen to all I know. Them, I was going to say, there's absolutely no way that Julia Louis-Dreyfus isn't going to win. In her last it would year. Be, it would be a fun upset if it was Catherine O'Hara, though. Oh, my God, if Catherine O'Hara won. I, I, we'd all freak that, out. That'd be a whole Olivia It's Coleman definitely not Brosnahan, because kind of she won last year and the yeah. season of Maisel wasn't as good. Natasha Leone, I mean Phoebe Waller Bridge, Catherine O'Hara, Natasha Leone, Julie Louis Drivers, that's a fucking four. Like yeah. I love that category. Anyway, so kicking over to the men, guest actor. Um I thought it was fun. So John Mulaney from SNL, there's like four SNL guys. And then I like Luke Kirby from Marvelous Mr. Maisel is fun too because he plays Lenny Bruce. And I think he's always really good. And I was like, I would not have expected that. So that's exciting. Would you have rather had your boy, Zachary Levi? Um, Zachary Levi, I don't think would have been a guest actor. I think he would have been supporting. I can't remember the rules, but it's a certain screen time percentage or something like that. You're right. Okay. And supporting actor is like, I, I don't, I mean, the fucking Kaminsky method. Who watches that? I actually have that on my list of shows to watch, but I haven't seen it yet. And honestly, I don't know if I ever will. (laughs) It's just zero interest. I don't know why. Uh, Tony Shalhoub, he had a good season, but I think it's Tony Hales to lose. He's won before. It's Aviv's last season. But it is fun. Three, half of the category, Barry. Stephen Root, Anthony Kerrigan, Henry Winkler. If I had my way, obviously Anthony Kerrigan would win. <laughs> yeah. Noho Hank is the best He's character on television, so and I'll say it. What I'm do you right think, to say it. What do you think his little clip's going to be? Do you think it's going to be him and Lululemon? Oh, my gosh. The, with the wig on? I don't know. I like when they're on the <laughs> rooftop, and he goes, "Yeah, like, how am I supposed to get a new assassin? What am I supposed to go to John Wick Assassin Hotel? <laughs> There's like a bunch of bits on the um that in that rooftop scene that I think were like completely improvised or something, right? I'm obsessed with it. Yeah, <laughs> he's great. To go to John Wick Assassin Hotel. <laughs> he's amazing. He's um and then like lead comedy actor, I feel like this is kind of a similar category to the past. Ted Danson. Um, Don Cheadle for Black Monday. Never even heard of that. Bill Hader for Barry, who I obviously want to win. Anthony Anderson for Blackish. Michael Douglas for the Kaminsky Method. Again, who cares? And then Eugene Levy for Shit's Creek. Fun. I mean, I wish it had been Dan, but. Yeah. Did you see Eugene Levy's wife um, tweeted? And she was like, the last time Eugene was nominated for an Emmy, we couldn't go because we had I had a colicky baby at home. And he was talking about Dan. It's precious. It's yeah. amazing. I think. Honestly, Ever- Eugene Levy's one of my least favorite of the family members. I like I don't it's not that he's not doing as much, but I think I don't know. I'm like so hype on the Catherine O'Hara train and like Eugene Levy's just gonna oh, absolutely you meant, lose like, like the, Ted Danson. The character family. I thought you meant of the Levies, and I'm like, that oh, seems no. strange, but okay. I mean <laughs> Twilight no, doesn't do that the, much. <laughs> of the okay. characters of the yeah. roses. Alexis, uh at all a little bit of Lexus la 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 <laughs> yeah she's great did I tell so, you that um 
when they came to Austin, I obviously went, and she was talking about how she, like, started doing her little, like, T-Rex arms things. And she was like, yeah, I was looking at pictures of celebrities or, like, it girls, and they, like, would carry their purse with, like, their arm propped up and it just, like, on their forearm. And so I thought, why not do two? And so that's why she's always, like, has her arm, like, <laughs> arms perched up like she's, like, a little T-Rex. I was just like, that's like kind of like so a funny. funny like attention to detail that she put <laughs> yeah. together for her character. My right. Darcy's sitting behind me in my living room, and she does a really good Alexis Rose impression. Oh, <laughs> it's a lot of like shoulders. Yeah, and, yeah, mm, for sure. David. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> All right, and what's next? So, so next we'll get into kind of the other drama series so I mean like I don't really care about a lot of the dramas I guess the big juggernaut is Game of Thrones um and all the like specific episodes of Game of Thrones that they nominated I don't really care about um my favorite is the is the second episode yeah the second episode A Night of the Seven Realms and that isn't nominated for anything so in like directing episodes I'm like I guess Killing Eve Succession Train um, there's actually a lot of Ozark, which is weird, except for it's kind of not because Netflix put all their like cachet behind Ozark because they don't have an orange is a new black or and like they kind of like shit the bed on House of Cards. I mean, like, how are you going to come back from that? Yeah. Um, you know, what's her name? Robin Wright still got a nomination, but it's not like they can put that in outstanding drama series. It's very controversial, I guess. So I think they've been putting a lot behind Ozark. Um, I mean, I've for always like, heard good things about Ozark, too. I, again, heard, it's on my list I've of heard, shows to like, watch. It's, like, totally your shit more than my shit, and I've heard, like, good things, but, like, I still don't really care about Ozark. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it's just, like, a lot of Game of Thrones. Lena Headey, Gwendolyn Christie, Sophie, Sophie Turner, Maisie Williams, like, the whole supporting actress category, and then Fiona Shaw for Killing Eve, who I think is really good. Um supporting actor i love the alfie allen nomination on his own dime yeah well same with um gwendolyn whatever Chrissy. The heck i know yeah. i'm obsessed they both were the ones that hbo has no backing or was not backing them at all and they still got a nom which i think is so fun and i really think both of them that? had really good seasons like yeah. if this is gonna be the year that it's just all game of thrones like i'm okay with it yeah i think alfie allen was probably one of the best throughout the series I love like Alfie consistently. <laughs> he was very good. Yes, like, I just like I think that he had the most to work. He had a lot to work with as well. Um, did you see the I'm tweet also though about the Joanna how, Robinson? Uh, it was about Lily Allen and how Lily oh, Allen has yes. a whole song called Alfie and how he's I've just like a it. worthless piece of shit <laughs> who just like gets stoned and needs to like get a job and now he's yeah. like, nominated and for an Emmy. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, uh, yeah, I think, I mean, I think that's interesting, and I know this is going to be, like, the total. But, like, I think about, like, I think what Gwendolyn Christie and, like, Alfie Allen are doing is so much interesting than Kit Harrington. I have, like, zero yeah. interest in him as an actor. Like, sorry, Kit. Yeah. Oops. No, I agree. I agree. Um, honestly, also, Jon like, Snow was just kind of, like, a lame character anyway. The whole outstanding drama, I mean, drama is just not fun to me this year. It's the whole outstanding drama actor category to me is, like, very uninteresting. Pretty much Sterling K. Brown and Milo from This Is Us. Mm-hmm. I'm like, This Is Us is like so not on my radar. Uh, Jason Bateman for Ozark. I mean, whatever. Kit Harrington for Game of Thrones. I actually don't think that's that good of a performance. I guess I'm hoping Bob Odenkirk or Billy Porter win. Bob Odenkirk's never won. 
for Better Bob Call Oden- Saul. Okay, here's this the could thing. be the year. Who in the world watches Better Call Saul? I don't know a soul. I have <laughs> had it on my list. I've seen the pilot because it was like free on iTunes, and I downloaded it once for like a flight. Mm-hmm. I've seen the pilot, and I'm like. Yeah, I should probably watch this. And then every year it gets nominated for a ton of awards. And I'm like, okay, so it's like, it does well. But, like, I do not know a soul who watches it. And then I'm like, it'll probably just get canceled. I'll watch it eventually. And then it gets nominated for awards again. Yes. Again. No Very idea complicated. who watches it. Me neither. You, but, I mean, and you watch I like Bob Odenkirk. <laughs> oh, my God. And I, I don't, Bob like, Odenkirk. none of these other people. I mean, I need to watch Pose. Like, that's at the top of my list. But, like, none of the other people really, like, I feel like would stick out to me. So this might be the year they're like, we might as well give it to Bob on while yeah. everything else is going to Game of Thrones. Joanna but Robinson also tweeted about him yesterday, and she was like, he was the nicest. He's like the nicest yes. celebrity she's ever met. She's like, even before I had like a byline or like anything, anytime I'd interact with him, he was the sweetest. And his wife is so nice as well. And like that just made me really happy. Yeah. So I've always had gonna- a bit of a crush on him. I guess we're going to evoke a lot of Joanna Robinson because I was listening to Little Gold Men and she was talking about how it doesn't make sense to her that Bodyguard is nominated for drama series, but Richard Madden isn't nominated for actor. Because, like, I would kick out Milo in a hot fucking set. The Bodyguard. (laughs) Yes. And also, like, her argument is I didn't love the show, but I thought Richard was the best part of it. So, like, it makes so much more sense to me that he would be nominated. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's when I saw the uh, nominations, I basically did like a, a control F for Richard Madden because I was like, surely mm-hmm. he's nominated. Let me see who he's up against. Nothing. Just bodyguard. And, <laughs> Very strange. And then the last male note I had is that I would want Jeremy Strong in drama actor mm. and Kieran, Kieran Culkin in comedy. <laughs> I am so same show split the genres. <laughs> I am so happy that you got on board with Succession. So I mean, great. it's not like my favorite show ever, but like absolutely not a waste of my time. <laughs> like, See, so I was fun. rewatching it with you because like you'd be texting me about the episodes, and I was finally like, just tell me what episode you're on, and I'm gonna start it too. Because like, what else am I doing with my Sunday? <laughs> and I was like, this show is so my shit. That's yeah. just like. I would take a thousand successions over Game of Thrones any day. Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, this season of Game of Thrones, absolutely. So then, any drama actress. Of Game of Thrones, but okay. Um, <laughs> Amelia Clark. I think she had like the hardest job on Game of Thrones, and she, I don't think she can't have she can't have been happy with the cards she was dealt, and I think she did well. I don't think it means she should win, but I respect what she was going on. Robin Wright, obviously I'm not watching House of Cards anymore. Viola Davis, I literally had no idea how to get away with murder was even You texted on. me. You were like, did you know that's still a show? And I was like, Mandy yeah. Moore, My sister probably us. watches it. Who watches that? Mandy Moore, Is this, this is Mandy us. Moore's first nomination? I feel like she's only know. ever been. I don't okay. care about This Is Us. I watched Life Itself and I'll never forgive. <laughs> I'll never forgive. I don't think this season of This Is Us, this latest season, has been as good. And I don't know if it's because I watched Life Itself. And that just put like a really bad taste <laughs> in my mouth. But, yeah. Or if it's just like genuinely not as good. Yeah, and then Laura Lane for Ozark. Again, I don't watch Ozark. And then, of course, what I'm most interested in is both of our Killing Eve ladies. <gasps> yes. 
So this is interesting. So again, I'm going to talk about listening to Little Gold Men because they were talking about how Sandra Oh and Jodie Comer are going to split the vote and then someone else is probably going to come in Mm -hmm. and nab it. And so um, one of them was like, well, I would go with Sandra Oh because she's kind of the more established. I think she's more of a lead. And one of the other girls was like, oh, I would go with Jodie Comer because I think, you know, she has a very interesting season and like, you know, she's kind of the newer comer, blah, blah, blah. So I want to know of the two, who would you vote for? Jody, me too. So just, it was interesting on the podcast. Almost all of them were like Sandra, and then one of them was like Jody, and I was like, "Oh, I'm Jody all the way." The thing is, is like I, I mean, I think Sandra O oh is very, very, very good, but I mm-hmm. think that it's like it's not easy to play a psychopath, and, and so and when you can do it of- super well, and I'm just like entranced by her. I mean. I like I just like have to watch it like I end up starting to smile and I'm like she's so great she's so amazing and she's she's young she's really fun she has a lot more to do in this season Mm -hmm. like in the first one she's just like total wild card in this one it's a lot more nuanced Mm -hmm. also like I know we conflate the Emmys and the Golden Globes but like Sandra just won maybe it's Jody's turn (laughs) yeah like okay so that leads us to Outstanding Comedy Series, and I just wrote in all caps, I love this category. Barry, Fleabag, Russian Doll, Schitt's Creek, Good Place, Marvelous Ms. Maisel, Veep. Again, I think there's no way Veep doesn't win, but I want something fun to kind of make that last push if, to make it interesting. If you could rate that category from your favorite to least favorite. Okay. Do that So I haven't watched this season of The Good Place, so that's the bottom. Then Marvelous Ms. Maisel... Then, I mean, probably Veep. Like, I love Veep, but this was not my favorite Veep season. I agree. It wasn't my favorite. The issue with Veep is, like, I can compare it against the best of it. So, like, the best of Veep is obviously better to me than, like, Russian Doll. But it's not going to – this season might not be. Yeah. Okay. So, then we're down to top four. I guess I'll go number one, Fleabag. Number two, Barry. Number three, Schitt's Creek. Number four, Russian Doll. Okay. And then Veep, Maisel, good place. Gotcha. All right. That's fair. Eh, I mean, I'm doing it on the fly. Yeah. You're just going with your heart, you know? Yeah. And then Outstanding Drama Series, I guess I don't care. Better Call Saul, Bodyguard, Game of Thrones, Killing Eve, Ozark, Pose, Succession, This Is Us. I'd want Succession or Killing Eve. Game of Thrones will probably win, and that's probably that. How many times could we possibly have Phoebe Waller-Bridge on stage? I mean... Phoebe Waller-Bridge, like, if you count all the Killing Eve and all the Fleabag, like, I mean, it's amazing. Especially yeah. consider how under, like, represented the first season of both of those shows were. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, she does a fucking season two like it's her goddamn job. And it she is. She did season two of Fleabag after, like, four years or something. Season like, two of Fleabag. The first season came out in 2016, <laughs> and she had, like, already, like, written it, or, like, they had already worked on it for, like, years before, and then, yeah, and then the latest season came out 2019. I'm not being dramatic when I say season two of Fleabag is the best movie I've seen all year. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. I tell people it's like a movie. I'm like, it's six episodes. They're 30 minutes long. So it's like a three-hour long movie, but it's good. Um, yeah. Do you want to real quick give any thoughts on Andrew Scott? Your so, boo? I mean, it is crazy. It's insane to me that he didn't get nominated because I love him so much. And Mm -hmm. I have no idea who Chris Sullivan is. And he was nominated for This Is Us. 
And Michael Kelly in House of Cards. No one watches House of Cards. Chris Sullivan. Two people I think from Better Call to- Saul. He might be Toby. I- from This Is Us. I, I, I've never seen This Is Us. Okay. All right, fine. <laughs> Keep going. Uh, three Game of Thrones boys. Peter Dinklage has won before. This is a good season for him. I don't regret it The three Game of Thrones boys, Alfie Allen, Nikolai Coster, Waldo, and Peter Dinklage, I'm fine with. But anyone else I would trade out in a hot second for the hot priest. Capital T. Capital H. Capital P. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, and the Emmys airs when? September, right? September. Late September, I think. Mid to late. Nice. So surely we will never talk about it again. I'm literally going to be talking about it next week. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it'll probably come up again. (laughs) All right. Should we transition into our next thing we want to touch on? Do a little smooth transition. We've been talking about Barry a lot, Nora. So it had me thinking about Bill Hader and like, what else does he have going on? (gasps) The It Chapter (laughs) 2 trailer has dropped. And let me just say, it's (laughs) fun and it's Uh creepy and I'm Uh excited, but it's not Uh the most terrifying trailer I've seen this week. Yes. I mean... (laughs) We'll get there, but we'll get there. Um, So I feel like I'm obviously excited about It Chapter 2 in the way that I liked It Chapter 1, and I love Bill Hader, but I am not the super Bill Skarsgård fan that you are. So I feel like I was like really living vicariously through you on this one, especially because I had to leave my desk the second this came out, and then you were texting me angrily like, get back to your desk, you idiot. It Chapter (laughs) 2 is here. Uh, Anyway, but I'm like, I'm just really excited. Like, they got a lot of good actors. I really, like, I haven't disliked McAvoy in anything in years, and I'm excited. I'm just excited. I cannot believe we're going to get to see Bill Hader's face with sweaty clown makeup. I'm so <laughs> worried. Bill Skarsgård. Bill Skarsgård. <laughs> Whoops. Um, I just, like, that I'm last s- shot where you can tell it's Bill Skarsgård, I was like, this is going to be really complicated for me. It <laughs> is. It's going to be so complicated for me because at least for, like, one second of the movie, I'm going to be attracted and have to come to terms with the fact that I'm attracted to a goddamn clown that eats It's children. hilarious that you think you, you previously that wasn't the energy you were giving me. You're like, OMG, am I attracted to a clown? I'm like, that's what I've always assumed. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, okay, you're right. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm excited. Um, I already had, I posted on my Instagram, and a couple friends have responded asking if they want to, or if they can come with me. And I'm like, yeah, sure. I mean, I'm going to go Thursday, but there's a chance that, you know, I would go again with you if I like it, which I think I yeah. will. I mean, here's the thing. Yeah, it's yeah. like, neither one of us are big into, like, horror movies. Yeah. So... I don't think that, like, our expectations are that high, though they're probably higher than we went into It Chapter 1. Yeah. Um, I mean, this is one of those things where it's, like, I love going into a movie where it's, like, no, even if this is bad, like, my life just absolutely goes on, you know? like. This is, like, very low stakes for me. You know, like, if it's good, I'm so happy. If it's bad, yeah. that's fine. And that was how I went into the first one, and that's what I'm just trying to roll on. Speaking like, of at low the, stakes. At the end of the day, the worst situation, I look at Bill Hader in some cute little glasses for a while. I like, know. That's I a good know. day for Meg. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> uh, speaking of some low stakes movies, we got the Top Gun Maverick trailer. Which, which is another Angel. one where I'm going to have to come to the terms with the fact that I'm attracted to Glenn Powell. Yes. Come I 2020 am, when that's released. 
I love how I have been getting you on board on all of the men that I like. And I'm so excited. Darcy left her little perch on my corner, but she's absolutely going to go see Top Gun with me because, um, hello, Glenn Powell as like a flight guy. That's absolutely her shit. She loves him. Uh, She loves a man in like uniform, especially like astronaut. I feel like flight school fits right in. Oh, she's opening the door. Glenn Powell in the Top Gun trailer, she's just nodding. He's shirtless in it. <laughs> He's shirtless. Did you see? He's like yeah, glistening. Um, she looks really thirsty. <laughs> yeah. Go get yourself a sip of water. Though they just said 2020. I don't think they said when it's actually going to be released. Do we think it's going to be like no. Memorial Day? Like anything I feel like it earlier than that. It has to be a summer is, movie. Yeah. Anything earlier than that is a bit precarious. Yeah, and Darcy just texted me my exact taste. (laughs) Glenn Powell. (laughs) A Um, pilot. (laughs) (laughs) That's fair. Yeah. Um, Otherwise, do you think it's going to go to Sundance? No, I'm just kidding. Could you imagine? (laughs) I thought that was a serious question. Like, excuse me, Nor? A Christopher McQuarrie action film at Sundance? How dare you? I'm excited. I mean, it, like, this is another thing, like, uh, like as much as you have evangelized that Tom Cruise in Top Gun is one of your first crushes, mm-hmm. um, like, I'm not precious about Top Gun. Like, if this is just, like, cheesy, like, nonsense, I'm yeah, fine. No, Whatever. That's fine. Val Kilmer is coming to Austin for a screening of Top Gun. I'm like, you know what? <laughs> Might have to go. I don't you know. know what? All right. <laughs> okay, so this leads us. I spend, but that's okay. Yeah, this leads us to the most important Wait, trailer well, of the week. Real quick. Real I'm quick. about to There's... do a joke. I'm about to do a joke. Let me do my joke. The most important trailer of the week. Ad Astra. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, no. I wanted Darcy's take on if she was into Brad Pitt in that movie. Speaking of Amer- you know all what? American. I bet she hasn't seen the Astra. trailer, but I bet she would be. But he is a little old for her. Uh, okay. I'm more the one into like the gray hair type. <laughs> I have not seen the trailer. I haven't seen the full trailer. I've seen the teaser. It looks fine. I'm not crazy about it. Uh, Darcy just a- texted me. <laughs> so I'm not responding to her, but she's texting me. Who? I'll watch. <laughs> and I said Brad Pitt and Ad Astra. So we'll get a live reaction Good. here shortly. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I like wasn't into First Man as we documented on here. I thought it was just fine. I don't know. Maybe mm. I'm just like not necessarily needing a bunch of space movies. And First I know Man, there's about to like, be a ton of them. First Man came and went. First like, Man. I feel like yeah. I feel like it did not make an like a uh, impact at all. Um, I'm. I, I, mean, I am I like also like Brad Pitt. not super. I like Brad Pitt too, and it's, I like what Brad Pitt's doing this year. Like fun and also I have been vehemently about Brad Pitt not being that hot for like the past 15 years now and then in like the Once Upon a Time in Hollywood trailer I'm like oh and then the Ad Astra trailer I'm like Oh, like he this looks is so good in the one. He looks in Hollywood real trailer. good in the Hollywood trailer. So I'm kind of wrestling with that, and then also, I mean, I'm I. I am also not like super spacey. Like I'm, I'm not like a huge Gravity stan. I'm not a huge Interstellar stan. Not really. Wasn't really that into First Man. Like I'm kind of like this is like a fad right now. That I feel like we'll pass. That being said, Brad Pitt looks hot in Ad Astra, and I'm interested. And also Natalie Portman looks insane doing a weird accent in Lucy in the Sky. And I guess I'm yeah. in on that too. <laughs> I feel like Lucy in the Sky is gonna flop. 
When's that it's, supposed to come out? That's the thing. I feel like we've been waiting for that one for so long. That can't be a good sign. And so where'd you go Bernadette? It's a where'd you go Bernadette. <laughs> Who's to say? All right. So now. Darcy said, I love an astronaut. We all know that. But I'm still not really into Brad Pitt. Okay. Fair. I'm, gl- I'm glad we worked that out. Thanks, Dars. Great. Okay. So now the main event. So now we'll almost. just jump right into the Lion King, right? Like just yeah, right into the main discussion. To nothing else to weird felines. happened this week. There wasn't any like real huge push forwards and like, I don't know, like Digital how do I describe real fur technology? You know, like nothing new in that department this week. You know? I am so happy that you were not in the office when this trailer for Cats I... 19 was dropped. Because you would have screamed. Fortunately, I was at home and you texted me and you're like, the Cats trailer dropped. We were expecting it today on Friday and it dropped today early. And you had to pull over your car to watch. I was going to is that do hyperbole? a work happy hour. That is... I'm not under exaggerating. I'm not over exaggerating. It is five minutes from work. And I was two minutes out and like I saw my phone, like my Twitter blowing up. And I was like, I have to pull over. I have to pull over. <laughs> so I'm two minutes away from work. I pull over. I watched the cats trailer and I scream for five minutes straight. <laughs> it's wild. It's- absolutely insane so everyone i've shown it to i've first shown them the behind the scenes featurette because i think there is like it's very important that everyone understands how seriously they're taking it you know (laughs) yes that's that's the real thing they are taking this shit so fucking seriously and i'm like who liked cats the musical to begin with who asked for this I'm so glad I saw Cats the Musical <laughs> earlier this year. Like, kind of as a joke, I'm like, I have to see the musical before the movie comes out. Like, as a goof. And <laughs> I've never been so glad I did anything in my entire goddamn life. That, Those tickets cost me $20. This is the best $20 I've ever spent. <laughs> that movie looks terrifying. It is absolute nightmare fuel. It makes zero fucking sense, like, looking at it. Like, they look like they are just, like, in makeup costume. I mean, it no, is No, they horrifying. look like they're, they have, like, an Instagram filter of some sorts it's, on it. It's horrifying. Or it's, like, face in the hole. Do you remember doing, like, face in the hole and it was, like, yes. you could, like, be a Spice Girl? That's yes. what it looks like, except for it's cats. And it's just, like, weird, like, they're weird little faces. Taylor Swift's in, like, fucking kitten heels. Memory. I mean, there's such a cast. <laughs> and I'm just, like, who wanted this? One of my favorite tweets was, Someone saying this trailer makes me hate my own cat. <laughs> that one I love. So it is really important because, like, to I went to afterward. I immediately went to a happy hour and was just screaming real fur technology. And it is important. Like, I feel like ninety five percent of the cat's like importance is just like film Twitter's reaction and the memes. Like, it has. 
affected Twitter in such an interesting way and broken me in a way that I cannot explain to where I have to like drag my family to this on Christmas Day? Question mark? Well, you can go mark? before it's uh, December 20th. Oh, thank God. Um, you don't even have to go. <laughs> your Christmas is coming early for you. Thank God. But I, I like, there were so many good tweets. And, like, I love, like, there was one about, like, how, like, the thing about cats is, like, <laughs> 30 years ago it confirmed for people who hate musicals that they hate musicals. And right after Hamilton got us all back in, here we go again. Yes, and <laughs> I loved all the ones that are about like the like how like this is this is why theater kids don't deserve rights. <laughs> yes, theater kids don't deserve rights. There's another one that says the cast trailer is how musical looks to non-theater people, and this is just theater people realizing that and having an existential crisis. Actually, I I, I just found I think what my favorite one was. Okay, we me. only have five months to develop a meth addiction in time for. <laughs> Honestly, you cannot see this. I mean, I'm not advocating for meth because that's insane. But there's absolutely no way anyone will be able to see this movie sober. I loved, I I like a simple one, David Ehrlich, congratulations to dogs. Yes, yes. (laughs) I just, I, it's just insane to me. And all I got to say is, I guess uh, Scooter Braun buying Taylor Swift's Masters is the worst thing that's going to happen to her this year because this movie is And that is important. I I said to you on the phone, if you just, like, you for a while were saying, I don't want, like, you were anti-cats because you were like, I don't like when Taylor Swift is, like, in the news, in the spotlight, because I dislike her. And I said, if you dislike Taylor Swift so much, you should be pro-cats because this movie will ruin careers. <laughs> and I almost died laughing. So I, mean, I, I'm I think wrong. I might just have to order a cat shirt online. I, I, there was <laughs> For like a Halloween, joke you that, should be a cat. <laughs> I have so many Halloween outfits ideas this year but like cats I said I was gonna be a cat for Halloween when I saw cats like semi as a joke but like I think I have to and then also I mean I just love like blank check like Griffin blank check tweeted we're doing an emergency episode the Lion King versus cats official trailer recording tomorrow dropping Sunday public enemies can wait the state of digital fur technology and cinema needs to be discussed now like this is emergency like everyone online is freaking the fuck out you have not (laughs) seen the cats trailer we will link it but like oh my god I can't put into words how important it is that everyone watches the Cats trailer. And then the other thing that I feel like this keeps leading to is, like, people are like, well, what is Cats about? And, like, someone tweeted, like, stop stop asking about the plot of Cats. The plot of Cats is that they're cats and introduce themselves until one of them gets permission to die. (laughs) Is that really it? (laughs) The plot of Cats, in my own words, is, okay, it's so hard to explain. Every cat sings a song about what type of cat they are. So there's like the horny cat and the scary cat, and like well, one of them lives by a railroad. That Jason Derulo is in this movie. Is the horny cat? Yes, thank you for <laughs> identifying him. One of the cats is like a theater cat, and that's Sir Ian McKellen. Um, you know, there's just different types of cats, and each cat sings one song about who they are and what their shit is, and then whoever sings the best song. Uh, goes to heaven and that's winning you know this sounds like literally the dumbest thing so i 
I can't believe you would say that. Like, what about <laughs> this seems stupid to you? Like, <laughs> is it the cat that's a magician? Is it the cat that's like the railroad cat? Um, I mean, yeah, I don't know. Like, Did you? I saw a bunch of tweets and they're just like, you know, this just proves to not give up on your dreams and to keep working. Because if this can get greenlit, then like you just never know. I just it's times like these where you have to be like hundreds of people saw this and were like, yep, good to go. From an, an acclaimed director. Correct. An Oscar winning director. Okay. With a pretty big cast. I mean. Correct. Uh, I mean, we have Jennifer Idris Hudson. Elba, Ju- Dame Judy Dench, Sir <laughs> Ian McKellen. <laughs> Do you see Judy Dench was apparently supposed to be on Cats? On- yes, I watched the featurette more times than I can count, Nor, Of course I saw that in 1982. She was originally cast and then tore her Achilles. <laughs> and everyone was like, that was a sign from God. Or it was, like, now I guess God, like we can fully say that God doesn't exist because here she is. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> I, it's insane um, I was just trying to go to the gym yesterday Because I had things to do And then the couch trailer dropped And I just couldn't stop refreshing my feed I literally couldn't sleep <laughs> I got. I went to see The Lion King last night And I sat down And someone was talking about uh, Not cats But it was enough for me to be like Have you seen the cats trailer? And they were like No, is it good? And I was like uh, <laughs> no, it's not good. They I were talking about good. actually X-Men, like the new X-Men series. And I was like, well, have you seen the old X-Men series? Because Ian McKellen's in them. Speaking of Ian McKellen, have you seen the Cats trailer? <laughs> <laughs> yep, basically that's how it went. Oh my God. Okay, so I feel like we should just pivot straight to The Lion King because I assume Cats is going to come up pretty much weekly from this point on. Like I don't want to exhaust all <laughs> our material. Oh yeah, it's a podcast. oh god i saw things saying it's gonna be compared to like the greatest showman where it's like critics hate it but the audience is gonna love it and it's gonna be like incredibly that can't be true that cannot be true (laughs) it cannot be true i mean i am gonna see it the day it opens so like baby box office but like like that cannot be people aren't gonna like it i'm genuinely I'm genuinely like, worried about having to go see this movie. Do you want to play like, a game called We Both Guess What the Audience Score is going to be sure. <laughs> on Rotten Tomatoes? Yeah. Okay. I mean, people are dumb. Like, Cats is the dumbest thing in the world, and it is, like, very well-renowned, so it can't be, like, zero. <laughs> yeah. Um, let's, let's, let's ruminate on that, and I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to do a little research. Okay. Okay. We'll come back to also, this. But I'm actually going to lock in 37%. I feel good about it. Yeah. All okay. Right. I was going to say like in the 40, the low 40s. All right. Well, I'll just write down low 40s for you. And then if I'm wrong, we can never find this piece of paper again. Okay. Sounds good. I'm just like, I, I feel so badly for my cats. I feel like they're being misrepresented by cinema this year. <laughs> um, anywho, moving on to The Lion King. Another movie that neither one, well, okay. I can't say it's another because only I'm not looking forward to Cats, the musical. But I, I was not looking forward. <laughs> I was not looking forward to see The Lion King, nor were you. But we both Correct. saw it this week. And Correct. I mean, honestly, I think that Twitter kind of 
the critics basically said that it was like the worst movie in human history. I didn't mm-hmm. think it was as bad, but I think that's because I went in with such low expectations. But mm-hmm. I mean, like the whole time, I'm just like, until something that you said, I'm like, this is a pointless exercise. It is frame mm-hmm. by frame. Like I was quoting along with the movie. Yes. Yes. And I'm like, I don't know how much this movie costs to make. But, like, why did Disney essentially just, like, flush a ton of money? I mean, I guess they're probably going to They'll make still money make a billion dollars, which is what's frustrating. And I don't want to go too deep into, like, the state of cinema, you know, or any of that bullshit. But, like, they're still going to make a bunch of money. And it was just, like, this is my thing. Like, I wasn't offended by it. It was just boring as hell. Like, I'm like, it's yeah. just, like, not as interesting as the original in any way, shape, or form. Yes. Like, it's and we're just gonna keep calling it the live action version. I know it isn't. Like I know they're not real lions. Okay, I know the lions aren't actually talking. I've been bullied about this on the internet before, so I'm just saying it up front. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I just like feel like this shouldn't exist. Like it looks like real lions, but it's not like you can give them human characteristics because it's just like totally uncanny valley. Like it's not fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's 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 very strange. And then I was trying to think of like the other Disney remakes, and it's like okay, well, like Cinderella. They, I think they changed the dialogue quite a bit there. And Beauty and the Beast, they changed the dialogue. So I was like trying to, like while I was watching the movie, maybe to the point that you were making that it was pretty boring. But I was like actively trying to compare other Disney remakes. Mm-hmm. Um, I it started off. It's like almost exactly frame by frame. So almost yes. frame by frame, word by word, as if someone just gave John Favreau the script, and then mm-hmm. he basically like read through it, added a couple little notes, and then they like took the movie, the digital footage of the movie, and like threw it, put it through some computer program to like make it quote unquote live action. And like that's exactly what it is. Like the shots, like it'll just like camera will pan up and there'll be birds. And I'm like, that is exactly that's the like same shot. The movie. And then the thing about the Lion King is the Lion King is so like famous for what it ha- does well that you're mm-hmm. like, I remember every single aspect of this. I've seen this movie a goddamn million times. Yeah. And like, it was like for me, like the part that worked the best is the circle of life opening because circle life, dope song. None of the animals are talking. Like it's pretty interesting. It, I don't like any of the re-recordings. Like truly, I don't like, I, I don't uh, like any of them. I don't There's like a lot of like Beyonce, Donald Glover. Can you feel the love tonight? The thing is, it's daytime. <laughs> yes. I know. I did um, think about that, is, that it never turns into like dusk. By that time, like we're really deep in like the voice acting, which I think was like really disconnected and did not work for me at all, except for like Timon and Pumbaa. But like to me, I'm like Billy Eichner and Seth Rogen in anything else would have been more interesting than this. Yeah. Like I'd so, rather see them in something and like Rogen can't sing. Like, sorry. <laughs> yes. Okay. So I do. So. Some of the notes I had was that the voice and mouth movement just seemed really disjointed. Like, the voices were almost too, like, big. I don't know how to convey that, but it's, like, they're almost, like, too well-known. That's the thing. They're, like, like, so distinct. You're, like, it's Beyonce. And then when it doesn't look normal that she's talking, you're, like, why is Beyonce talking over this line? (laughs) Yeah. Like. Yeah. Well, and then another thing I, like, as the movie was progressing, I was, like, is it because... 
their mouths are not opening as wide as like a human's mouth would if they were talking and therefore the voice should sound more mumbled like is it just too pronounced like it was just and that was something all, going into it, all it. I didn't doesn't l- work <laughs> yeah especially I mean they talk about this on like on fighting in the war room and they say like especially like with Zazu like a bird does not have the mouth features that a human has. So a bird would never sound like a human. It doesn't have lips, you know? Yeah. And that seems very obvious when it's supposed to look real. Yeah, I said that it feels like a low-budget zoo production. Like, if you went to the local zoo and you just, like, went to go see the lions and they just had, like, the the dialogue playing over a speaker... And you're yeah. just supposed to, like, believe that and be like, oh, okay, this is animals acting out. Yeah. And I um, think, like, the big comparison is supposed to be the Jungle Book, like, the John Favreau's Jungle yeah. Book, which I haven't seen since it came out. I've never seen but it. But that's, like, totally different because the Jungle Book is a lot less, like, ridiculous than The Lion King. Like, The Lion King has, like, I just can't wait to be king. Like, all the animals, like, jump on top of each other. The Jungle Book is a lot less kind of magical realism. Mm -hmm. And then also, the Jungle Book has, like, a real human to, like, kind of ground against it. Like, it's just – and also a lot less, like, singing and stuff like that. It just works a lot better. Yeah. I thought the hyenas were especially bad. Um, The hyenas were were actually. I think they were the worst out of all of them. I don't know if that's because I do not on a day-to-day or more than – I don't know, once every 15 years when I watch The Lion King, think about what a hyena looks like. But I thought they were especially bad. Um, I would like to find out how much James Earl Jones got paid to basically re-record all of the same dialogue. Hilarious. Hilarious. They could have just (laughs) pulled from the original. Yeah. Um, Be prepared is now spoken word. And I mean, I recognize, like, Darcy makes fun of me because one time we were listening to Be Prepared, and I, like, turned to her and I said, this song is hard. And she meant, she thought I meant, like, this song fucks. And what I meant was, this song is very difficult to sing. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, I understand that that is, like, a high bar because that's a really weird song. But also, like, this was nothing to me. Like, this well, is nothing to me. And the, I love Be Prepared. It's my second favorite song of Lion King. Be Prepared also has, like, the... It has, like, some fantastical elements to it in the original, which they totally stripped away. Yeah, like the goose-stepping and the uh, And, like, green. the flank. Yeah, the green and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, there's, like, I just, like, I feel like a lot of the emotion was stripped away from this movie as well. Like, I remember, and I'm sure if I p- turned on The Lion King right now, I'd probably start crying when Mufasa died. And in this, well, I'm just like, why do we have these weird ass, like, slow mo shots? Like, also nothing they, about this seems dramatic <laughs> to me. They recreate Mufasa's death in the exact same way it's shot in the animated, where the zoom out from Simba, like, up on the perch. And, like, that does not work for me at all. I don't think it's like, I was kind of like, this looks ridiculous. And then they mm-hmm. play it twice. Like, later on, there's a flashback to that. And I'm like, this doesn't work in the yeah. quote unquote live action at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then, so basically I thought that the best people and the only characters who are working for me were Billy Eichner and Seth Rogen. They Um, had the only joke I liked in the whole movie. It was, uh, Seth Rogen says the bugs are local and he goes, really? He goes, yeah, they're from right there. 
They had it. So I, I wrote down in, in my review, I think that they pro- maybe were the only ones who had the wiggle room and or tried, but they mm-hmm. were seemingly the only ones with like new dialogue. Yeah. And that but then was also there were sometimes where they like updated it and it felt very 2019. And yeah. I'm like, in 2025, you're going to watch this and be like, why did they keep saying I can't? Like, that's very now, you know? Yeah, like, yeah. That's not fun. They also were saying Hakuna Matata differently. I think, like, they were saying, I don't know, I just wrote that down. There was a lot um, of, like, I, I was getting really annoyed. Like, anytime anyone made, like, a, a singing choice, they were, like, adding, like, vocal flourishes. And I was like, no, no. Yeah. This is not the same. <laughs> well, and one thing that you alluded to earlier, God bless, I love him, but Seth Rogen cannot sing. Cannot and sing. And it was also kind of very distracted for every it was like it's almost like the movie was like damned if they did damned if they didn't because like they didn't stray from the original and we kind of roll our eyes because we're like this is a pointless exercise then they did stray in some ways and I'm like why the fuck did you do that i.e like Seth Rogen with the spoken word like Mm -hmm. I get it he can't sing that's whatever I like I don't know if we necessarily need to have cast a different Pumbaa but like mm-hmm. I didn't like the spoken word aspect of it yeah I also, mean and we like, can talk about the music because the music like still absolutely fucks the OG is obviously better like which is like how I felt about everything is like anything that worked here was just better in the first yeah they there's no he lives in you which made me happy actually because why is it on the song. soundtrack I like stayed through a big part of the credits because it's on the yeah. soundtrack I don't know I, I'm very confused because I had seen somewhere that he lives in you is going to be in it, and it's well, he, not. And they say he lives in you at one point, so I he was like gearing up and ready for it. Um, I this is going to sound really rude. I don't think that Baby Simbo was a great singer. I, I thought his so voice was a little grating. Well, and they cast like an actual kid. And I just Instead don't know of about that. Jonathan Taylor Thomas. JTT had to have been a teen at the age. Like, it was, yeah. he was better. He had more control. Um, they added one song. They added a Beyonce song. But it's not like they added a scene. They just, like, overlaid it in where, like, the, the score would have been. The Beyonce song was so strange to me, how they put it in. Um, where did they put it? It was. When they were headed back to Pride Yes. Rock. That would have been the perfect credit song. Yeah. They put it in and I was like, why are, they why are we doing had this? They He Lives in You then and yeah. then the Beyonce song in the credits. Yeah. And I think they but I think it, it has Alan to be John. in the, the thing is it has to be in the actual movie for it to be nominated for an Oscar. Well, and like, they're shameless. that. They're shameless. Oh, That's what I, they want. <laughs> I remember what it was. Uh, the people next to me, they, I got to the Alamo a little early. They played something about the Pink Panther. And the person next to me was like, wasn't Beyonce in that? And I was like, yeah, yes. she was. And they're like, so she I has like a lot of like. It's unreal. I can't believe Darcy just left the apartment before you evoked the Pink Panther. Like, <laughs> Oh, my God. But, yeah. So that's how that's how Cats came up at the movie. Um, I thought Donald Glover, he sounded good singing. I think that he has an interesting, interesting singing voice. So I was OK mm-hmm. with that. I did. But then again, I, I'm like so aware of Donald Glover's voice and I'm so aware of Beyonce's voice. And so if it doesn't look like the lines are actually talking, it doesn't connect. It doesn't work. As soon as Grown Up Nala showed up, multiple people in my theater whispered, Beyonce. And I was like, <laughs> oh my God. People in my theater a lot whispered, like, aww. Yeah, like, I small got a lion, lot of as small well. Pumbaa, yeah, lots of Baby Pumbaa was an awe for me. Yeah. Um, I did like. 
they were singing uh well i guess it was hakuna matata and then um when donald glover enters yeah but then there seth rogan goes or maybe it was timon says you've grown 400 pounds since we've started singing this song i thought that <laughs> was hakuna like matata. a funny goof yeah yeah like, there was, was like funny. some funny lines like i, I laughed along but to your point, yeah. whatever they did well, I liked better in the original. I thought the lionesses all looked really fake. I don't know if it was because they didn't have as much digital fur technology as yeah. uh, their male I guess like that's like the issue is like the really advanced digital tech- fur technology isn't like coming out until December. So my thing is like the my issue with the lionesses is like they all look the fucking same because yeah. real lions in the Sahara all look the fucking same. You know, yeah. like you can't identify like they're all in a pack and they're like Sarah. I'm like, which fucking one? <laughs> like, they're all identical. I, it's been a minute. Was there like this like weird love triangle in the first one? Or Scar so was like, you left me for him about Mufasa? So, no, 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 no. no. <laughs> it's definitely like he's like Sarabi. You got to get in fucking line because they look up to you. And yeah. she's like, fuck that. But it's not like you left me. Like, no. Obviously, That's Mufasa how this was always one was. <laughs> They like make they like also he, like, like that really is Lion King to Simba's pride erasure because like Scar has a whole little side family. In yeah, the Kovu and Kiara. <laughs> um, back to the digital fur technology. How much did you hate the whole like? I wish I had clocked it. Can we name we watch, the digital fur technology? <laughs> sure. We watch Simba's hair travel. For a full, okay. like, three minutes. Okay. I was like, this I, is excruciatingly long. <laughs> I was so bored, and you know exactly what's, like, happening. But I I did think it was funny. I was listening to Fighting in the War Room, and there's a scene where a beetle is moving a pile of giraffe shit, like, moving mm-hmm. a, like, ball of shit. And David Ehrlich was like, this is a metaphor for this whole movie. There is some <laughs> animator who's like, I have to push this shit along like, yeah. so that it can like get cash back to Disney. And I, I thought that was funny. But that was like, of course, impossible. Like, I can't believe it. And they're like, it's the circle of life. And I was like, you don't have to like keep tying in the circle of life like i was bought in the second the song ended yeah we understand understand. mufasa's fucking explained it to us i was just like i was shocked by how long just when i thought the hair had reached its destination it kept going further there could have been a full movie about that goddamn hair traveling in the fur travel scene where it like goes dark and i was like oh i thought the fur was gonna like end up back at pride rock i guess that was just a dumb tangent and then it like comes back up and it's like an ant I was like fucking yeah. A I was like is this just like John Favreau flexing like what the fuck is going on um, another crazy scene there was a slow motion lemur jump which I was yeah. like wait Whoa. I think it was a slow loris actually where it caught a little butterfly <laughs> oh my god I was just like why are- this is why this movie is longer than it the original and I do not see any benefit to your point. We got one new song and we're getting like fucking fur traveling for three minutes and slow motion. Right. Digital. Oh, fur yeah. Um, I mean, I don't want to keep going on about this because honestly, I think it was like so boring and like, I just find it interesting. Like, I mean, Julie Taymor who did the Broadway show apparently was like really like hustling to meet with Disney to try to direct this. And while I think she's like, 
an absolute wild card in so many ways as mm-hmm. someone who did see Spider-Man turn on the lights on Broadway. Yes. Thank you. Claim to fame. Oh my God. But <laughs> I just think like there were so many, like so much more interesting things. Like if they were dead set on doing this, that they could have done. And if they just wanted to like show off this technology, like do something new, give me yeah. a fucking lion movie for all I care. Just give them stripes. Just anything else. Instead of Hamlet with lions, give me like Macbeth with tigers. I don't care. Like yeah. just why, why would you do this? Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, yeah, I mean, I can keep going. I have a couple more notes, but <laughs> I, yeah, I don't want to. You just a dead run horse. through them, and I'll just be like, Ugh, yeah. Ah. Well, I mean, it's like things like they were just trying to evoke emotion, and it was just falling flat at me. Like there was this like really strong drum beat during the Simba and Nala wrestling. And I was like, this just seems so forced. So they're like trying to convey that it's like a real struggle. Even if you hadn't seen the original movie, you know, they're about to realize that they're BFFs and fall in love. Even if you haven't seen the original. Yeah. Well, and then that brings me to, can you feel the love tonight? Beyonce's voice totally drowns out Donald Glover's. Like you can't even hear him for 99% of that song. No. And Um, I mean, I know a lot of people like will not brook any uh, like bad press about Beyonce but like uh, I'll, I'll talk shit about five days of voice recording that Beyonce did one week like I, don't care. I she was literally in this movie for maybe 20 minutes yeah so that does get me to I do eventually want to talk about the credits okay I know it's something with that Beyonce you Knowles like. Carter or wait is hold it on, with? hold on hold on okay Let's, pull it up it's really important you can pull oh, it up we need to do a whole separate episode on the <laughs> you can pull it up I'm gonna get there yeah. um there are shots of Simba walking from his perspective that I found were very dizzying um there was the Mufasa storm cloud which I thought was so disturbing and I then I love it, the Mufasa storm cloud in the original too in this yeah um at one point Simba says I am Simba son of Mufasa which I thought was very forced and very cheesy yeah, yeah um bad. spirit you do been- like the second he said that too I was like Donald Glover who's like arguably a cool guy had to say unironically into a microphone I am Simba, son of Mufasa. <laughs> I know. I like was watching this, and I'm like, I mean, maybe their kids will enjoy it. I don't know. Um, song Spirit should have been a credit song. The BR guest Timon goof got oh. a lot of laughs in my in my theater. I didn't um, hate it actually. If I yeah, if I'm gonna say another fine. thing, I thought that was kind of clever. But it's I'm, also very Billy like Eichner, now. Yeah, Billy Eichner and Seth Rogen were by far the best part of this movie. Um, Lightning Strike on the Tree, I thought, was badly done and weird. Uh, Mufasa Death Flashback, bad. bad. The Simba versus Scar slow motion fight, bad. bad. (laughs) Um, I said the only powerful soundtrack moment for me is when Simba's becoming the king. It's the only time mm. where I was like, fuck yeah, I'm bought in. And that was I mean, it's the it's a really scene. good soundtrack. And I tweeted, the last scene. is Hans Zimmer underrated? Because that's his only Oscar, The Lion King. And like, that's score fucks. But like, he's good. Yeah. Um, but yes, yeah, so those are pretty much my notes. I saw that Pharrell produced the songs, uh, the new songs. Mm. I saw Zoe Deschanel and Emily Deschanel's dad was director of pho- photography. But then they started coming out with the cast, and it reminded me that we need to discuss the credits. So those are my thoughts on Lion King, but here we go. Let's do billing. It is insane. Okay, ready? Yes. Donald Glover. 
Okay. Which I would love to know how much the movie he was in. I'm going to go 30 minutes. Yes. But he is playing like Simba is arguably the main character. Right. It's fine. That's fine. It's fine. Seth Rogen. Seth Rogen. Second build. I was, (laughs) I had known it happened, but then it came up and I was just like, oh, okay. Sure. Yep. yep. Chiwetel Ejiofor. Scar. Scar. Alfre Woodard Sarabi, who like says full on five lines, but she is delivering, so I'll give it to her. Billy Eichner, which like. I thought Billy was so much further down. Okay, now it's Billy Eichner next. Okay. Or at least on the poster. Billy Eichner <laughs> should have been with Seth Rogen after yes, Seth they Rogen. Should have been, they they should prob- have been paired. They probably, it should have been probably like Simba, Scar, maybe Timon Pumbaa, mm-hmm. uh, Sarabi, Sarabe yep. Nala. Oh, yeah. and then um, we'll do. Uh, well, the thing is, it's Beyonce. John Oliver. You know, that's the issue. That's, a, that's the issue. So then John Connie, who's Rafiki. John Oliver. How is Rafiki billed before <laughs> you? Rafiki only says like two lines. Everything yes. else is him like shaking a stick. Correct. And like drawing on the tree or the wall or whatever. The rock. Yeah. I mean, that's a weird one because like John Connie's like, I think he's like a playwright. Like okay, he's I like have no idea who not that is. So that's... first an actor. I should know. I should you know. I did a lot of homework, and of course, I didn't do this. But I think he's like a South African playwright, and I mean, I think he's like well respected. But it is kind of crazy. Okay, uh-huh. John Oliver, and then with Beyonce, Knowles Carter, which Knowles Carter, why not just the one name? Um, maybe it's because like. It, this is something she's doing for her kids. And so she wants, like, both her and her husband. Like, if those – I think her kids, are they Knowles Carter? Or no, they're, I, they're I think they might just be Carter. Blue Ivy, Blue Ivy Carter, Carter, yeah. Um, I don't know. But still, you can't do Beyonce Carter, obviously. No. But, like, I feel like Beyonce, I don't know. And then – It could so just it's with, be Beyonce, I would Yeah, say. it should just be Beyonce, I think. With Beyonce Knowles Carter – and James Earl Jones. Okay, I, I like an and for James Earl and, Jones. And James Earl Jones is, yeah, how it should be. Yeah. It, I'm locking the in. The Seth Rogen second is kind of the Seth wildest Seth Rogen second is unreal. And I, now I want to see how much everyone got paid for this. I want to see the pay disparity between him and Billy Eichner. Um, I think that they lead this movie, but I think that Billy Eichner is by far the best. He's yeah, like I find billing his, so interesting. <laughs> he's weirdly too Billy Eichner's voice. Him and Seth, are, their voices are the only ones that kind of like seemingly match their characters. Yeah, I agree. I agree. This is I'm just looking at it some more. It's just so interesting to me. Like the Avengers one is so weird. Did you like have we talked about this how Chris Evans and um Chris Hemsworth go back and forth on Avengers movies between second build and fourth build because Ruffalo is always third. It's always, no. it's weird. Oh, it's that's a weird so one. Like it's in Ruffalo's contract that he's always third build. And so like in any Avengers, it's RDJ first and then one Chris, a Ruffalo and then another Chris. Oh, oh that's that. Oh, that's really cool. Interesting. Yeah. Anyway, I don't yeah. know. <laughs> I don't know. I just like the movie ended and I was trying to listen for He Lives in You. 
and I was hearing everyone around me saying, oh my God, that was so great. And I was just like, I want to die. It's 1 a.m., but I want to listen to this song that never came. And then I got distracted yep. by the credits and I was like, I got to yep. go. I got to get out of here. This is nuts. So. Yeah. Uh, wild. I gave it two and a half and a bunch of people have responded. And one of my friends was like, oh, I guess I won't see it in theaters. And it's like, I always feel like kind of an asshole because it's like, it's not that bad compare I just like think comparatively you should just watch Lion King and you can I like, really watch that's my this, thing like, the, the original plane. Lion King is so good you know and this is just like whatever to me like yeah. uh, but then I also like I just feel like I should like adjust like my recommendations to other people's expectation because like I'm sure a lot of people I know would enjoy the Lion King so why am I such an yeah, asshole who's like now that's kind of where I'm sitting as well. I'm like, I think people enjoy it. I just thought it, to your point, I think it was a pointless exercise. And so I'm kind of like, I don't know. I mean, you could watch it on the plane. Like, to me, yeah. this seems like a perfectly fine plane movie if they don't have the original for you to watch. But yeah. if you have the ability to watch the original, watch the original. Because it's better. <laughs> so Yeah. Also, and if you don't have the opportunity to watch the original, just, like, play with some real cats. <laughs> I was just like, why am I here? I want to just be with my own cats. Fraser looks kind of like baby Simba. Yeah. Fine. Anyway. So, that's that. <laughs> um, do you want to move on to recommendations? Are you going to double down and make cats your recommendation for the week? Or do you have something else? I mean... Hell yeah on cats. I mean, <laughs> everyone should watch the feature at first and then the trailer. <laughs> Um, I guess I'll say, like, Succession, too. Like, season two starts up after Big Little Lies. You can catch up now. Not immediately after, a few weeks after. But, and then also just, like, I feel like there's, you know, look at the Emmy nominations and see what you're behind on and watch Pose. That's me to me. My recommendation to me. To you, for you. (laughs) Um, Okay. My recommendation is I'm starting to get pretty excited for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, which is weird because I've kind of not cared that much um up until now but so i'm listening to some charles manson podcasts including i think the one i started today was called crazy charlie it's from wondry and then there's also you must remember this so i'm going to try to get both of those done i'm not going to try i'm going to do it get both of those done i've already listened to i can't believe i listened to a murder podcast before you i mean i must you must remember this isn't like a murder specific podcast but i listened to that whole series and i was just like so out of schedule. Well, Meg, sorry, okay? I guess I'm just better than yeah. you. All I don't right. know. Well, like, I think right. that this has been long <laughs> enough. So if you're going to have that attitude, then I'm going to say... Love you. Bye. Happy birthday. Thank you. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> to follow us on social media, follow us at on the underscore download on Twitter and at on the download podcast on Instagram. You can also find us individually at meganspell.com and laurenoriega.com.